Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Emma Project Podcast. I'm your host, Wen Xin. I do one project a year, hence the Emma Project. Since 2016, I have dived into Italy, minimalism, sociology, website, diet, bullet journal, faith, and art. Join me on my annual project 2023, which is podcasting, where in this channel I will talk about my annual projects since 2016. Additionally, I would also cover topics such as career, relationship, travel, finance, lifestyle, and everything else in between. So sit back, relax, and join me exploring life via my annual project. Let's go. Hello, welcome to another episode. So today we're going to talk about minimalism, specifically、um, my journey, my minimalism journey since 2017, and it's also the official annual project 2017. And I would also share some of my thoughts about minimalism. Just put a disclaimer out there: minimalism can be a mouthful, so I may jumble up or mess up the words at some point. But yes,、um, minimalism is a really exciting topic for me. And interesting fact is, I have attempted an episode on minimalism topic back then as like a trial episode for the Bujur Reiki Buddies podcast, the earlier podcast of this podcast back in July twenty twenty one. So a year and a half later, I am attempting this episode officially again. So this is going to be an interesting one for me. So let's go. All right. So about minimalism,、um, I am consciously trying to speak minimalism carefully. Yeah. So if you can tell that yes, there is a conscious effort. I hope I don't mess up the word too much. So to start with my journey,、uh, again backtrack a little bit. I was a shopaholic. So sometime during my late teens and early twenties, I'm quite a shopaholic, and because of the amount of time that I'm at malls on weekends or during gatherings that I go out with friends, I tend to always get very good deals almost every week. When I go out, I would get clothes. I would go to the random item shops and bought something. So I do have a problem back then, being a shopaholic, being a hoarder, definitely spend too much. Then sometime in my early twenties, I further my studies in Australia, and I remember I pack fifty kilos worth of items to bring over. So it was three luggages of fifty kilo worth of items, and that includes like pots and pans, plates. Yeah, I do not know why, but I just brought so much stuff with me. And within the three years in uni, I had to move four times because of budget issue with my accommodation area. I kind of downgrade. So as a downgrade from a studio to a room to another room and then to a very small dorm room as my final accommodation, it really hit a realization that I had too much stuff because. During my last accommodation option, I really cannot fit a lot of stuff in my small room and a very small cubicle box in my kitchen, in the little communal kitchen as well. So that really hit a realization back then that 
I have this problem. And then at the same time, minimalism in 2016 to 2017 was the trend. It was the topic, the content that was being created on YouTube. So I do watch a lot of YouTube materials made by YouTubers who are into minimalism or they call themselves minimalists. So at that time, I consumed a lot in 2016. And then in 2017, I dedicated a year via annual project 2017 to learn and also practice minimalism so 2017 was the first official year that i was back in malaysia after studying for three years in australia so it was quite a nice transition because it was me finishing finishing up three years of study and coming back to build a life in malaysia in kl so that was a very nice period of time i remember I was still accumulating a lot of stuff that I have, so it was quite a journey since then. But before I jump into too much into that, uh, I want to share my definition of minimalism. So I have a look into what the internet today says about minimalism. I remember, remember back then in 2017, there weren't really a official, like an official definition for minimalism i think through my one year of studying and practicing i do boils down to the following points and the first being minimalism it's about addressing your true needs and wants in life and by here i would like to emphasize true needs and wants of course wants is those essential things that you need sorry the other way around your needs will be the true essential requirements that allows you to go through the basic of life and then your wants could be things that help to supplement and give you that extra bit of joy or luxury or complementary that makes your life better and makes your life yours so that is for me the top definition of it and then the subsequent thing or definition is you would remove things that you do not need in life because you don't want to waste your time, energy, money on things that you actually don't need or just things that you are chasing for the rat race or things that you chase just because society thinks that you need 10 makeup items or things that you're chasing just to please someone else. So being a minimalist means that you wouldn't be chasing stuff that you do not need for you to function then another point is the material things in your life would have a practical purpose for either functionality or for your happiness and it is consciously invested or thought through about how you acquire it so perhaps you would say that you need two pairs of sports shoes because you do a lot of sports and of course that is well justified and over here is i would bring in I think a lot of you may have also heard about Marie Kondo. She is a Japanese... I don't know what's the title that she gave herself. I think it's a tidying consultant or an organizing, organizing consultant. And I don't think she sells her service, her organizing technique, as part of minimalism. But it was to help to declutter and also organize your life or organize the things in your house by asking yourself, does this bring me joy? 
and that it's in a way um, have a practical purpose for your happiness. So that is also leeches on the concept of minimalism. And interesting, I think the latest update on her life is she shared that her li- her house now is quite messy because she has three kids now, and her priority is about taking care of the kids. And in a way, the definition of minimalism is that actually like you prioritize what you want in your life. And you dedicate your resources, be it time, effort, money, into things that you prioritize in life or things that made you happy at that point in time. So the word minimal is correct, but I don't think it should be the judging requirement. So just because someone who has five t-shirts and that person is not minimalist. So I think the minimalist criteria is really whether the person is addressing the true needs and wants in life and only that person would know truly. The word that I would actually want to take out of minimalism or agree with the most is the word minimize because if you come true with what you want and what you need, there are a lot of things that we ought to minimize. And that has been a process and it will be an ongoing process for minimalists. But subscribing to minimalism shouldn't be depriving to a very minimal state. That's my point of view. But there are also people who subscribe to what it calls the extreme minimalism, of which this you will see someone who probably doesn't have furniture at home, someone who doesn't have electronic devices, like even electronics like TV. It's not essential to that person and some people who only live with a pot a pen a plate a pair of cutleries that's all but that is not something that i felt that i'm subscribing to as a minimalist okay on going to the next point how has minimalism transformed or helped me firstly is really cultivate a better lifestyle for me with material good So I've shared that back then on a weekly basis, I would be at the mall and I would be acquiring clothes and cute items that I thought that I would like and give me instant happiness and I bought it, but it doesn't really have like a practical function in my life. So back then I do have a lot of those and I visited book fairs, like cheap book fairs. It was in KL, there is this book fair in the Big Bad Wolf book sale and then I would acquire a lot of books and never finish them but today I I think in 2017 so if I embark on a major declutter and sell process and that really helped me to get rid of the things that I really do not need and I remember that year was really fantastic I sold like 3,000 ringgit worth of items and I managed to donate the money to charity and that felt really good so i do still declutter but i don't have the right discipline these days to sell it or to let go but it is a reminder i have a box of goods that i declutter during last year um declutter effort and i do need to let it go either sell it or give it to someone who would appreciate it then it really helped me to cultivate better lifestyle in the sense that my books collection now is to the minimal. I still collect some of the books. I think I have 20 books now. I think Harry Potter is already 
seven of them. But other books are just very essential books and actually books that I would relook into and let go. And it also helped to minimize all other areas like my beauty items, my skincare, my makeup. And you'd be surprised that I used to own like 30 to 40 makeup items. And like let's say eyeliner, I have two types of eyeliner, two foundation and a lot of other things. But now it's only down to six makeup items. And for skincare as well, I used to accumulate and bought a lot of skincare that I came across. But... Now I only have like one each and for each function. Then other items such as clothing as well. I've let go a lot of clothes, but it's still a work in progress in this department. Then other areas such as my traveling. Um, I traveled with 20 kilos of items when I was in Italy for a month. And that was so painful because the pavement in Italy is not even. It's a lot of those um, rocks stacking across each other and to drag a 20 kilo mid-sized luggage is a pain so since then i've invested in a backpack and i also now travel with a smaller size luggage and that really transformed my life then other areas such as now that i owned a home or have a house i also decorated a lot of items like my kitchen stuff now needs i'm still again a work in progress um, on my pantry, it's a little bit to what I would have. I just decluttered my herbs section, but I still have a lot of herbs, I think. That is not very good of me. But again, it is a waste of process. Then, um, digital minimalism. This is something, an interesting area, such as you digitize your documents or your physical papers and have like a filing system in your laptop to organize all these items. So that is something new on the last two years that I picked up. And there are also other other areas such as my hobby section, which is actually increasing because of my interests. So, and what else are there? Shoes are also at the minimal, but of course some items are not used as much, which is probably I should work on letting it go. But yes, that is how minimalism has transformed me. I have a better lifestyle with my material possessions now. Then minimalism also inspires some associated lifestyle. And this is such as uh, zero waste and less waste. Uh, Of course, I think I practiced more of this in 2017. I attempted a zero waste challenge when I was traveling in Sri Lanka in 2018. And I think my first year of moving out in 2020, I was practicing more zero-waste efforts, such as purchasing uh, grocery goods without plastic. But I came to realization that it wasn't the most effective and sustainable of me to maintain because it I didn't have a car back then, so I needed to travel by bus to this zero-waste shop to purchase the goods. And it became so heavy for me to bring back that eventually I need to take a grab, like take a e-healing car home. And that itself wasn't the best way. So I somehow now balance my practice with less plastic and less waste. And I wouldn't coin myself like totally practicing a zero waste lifestyle. But in a way, it is still highly inspired from 
minimalism. And then minimalism also solidify my thoughts about vegetarian as well. But this is also an area that has come a bit loose this couple of years. But it's something for me to pick up as well. Minimalism is also associated to slow living. This is more of a living approach or living mentality about how one tackle life instead of having a overly hustle lifestyle or overly hustle ambition in career. So slow living is also something that was inspired out of minimalism. And minimalism also inspired my interest with alternative lifestyle. And alternative lifestyle here, I meant living in a van, practicing van life, living in a tiny house, which I think has also hit Malaysia a little, little bit. Then um, also digital nomad lifestyle as well, because if these nomads are usually living out of suitcases and they do enjoy traveling. But of course, all these associated lifestyle, I do have a question for them as well. Are they all sustainable to someone to practice? But I probably come to a conclusion that you adjust the quantity or the amount of it yourself. So you don't need to go to the extreme such as zero waste if you do enjoy some things. But there are efforts that you can do, like you bring your own container, you invest, you bring along a coffee cup with you if you know that you have the tendency to purchase a drink after your meal. So those are these little conscious choices that one can do. But again, I've, I think I have been emphasizing a lot that minimalism is a journey and it really is, which I'll emphasize again at the end of the episode. Um, minimalism has also transformed and helped me in a way that it helped me to prioritize which life area is important for me. And by life areas, I meant like my career, my fitness, my diet, my finances, a lot of all these things. And this is still a massive work in progress because I do want a lot of things in life. But minimalism helped me to understand which one? And of course, there's still a lot of them because my true needs and wants of them will cover a lot of things. And But in a way, the concept helped me to understand why, helped me to work out the what, helped me to work out my goals as well. So in a way, minimalism is like quite a strong foundation in my life. And I'm really glad I picked it up during my mid-20s and it kind of just evolved since then. So what are the challenges of minimalism? Um, I've never thought of giving up minimalism, but I think, of course, my passion, the level of passion of practicing minimalism varies every year. Of course, it started off very strongly in 2017. Mm. It kind of, over the years, um, some of it kind of affected a little change a little bit. Then mm. moving out and have my own place now kind of meant that I practice a little lesser because I need to have a lot more goods to make my life a little bit more complete. Yep, but I never thought of giving up. It's really about adjustment. The foundation of minimalism is still in me. I'm still very interested about making my life better with minimalism. But having said that, there are times that I still succumb to the old patterns of shopping. I mean, we are human after all, and I'm a female after all, which um, there's a concept that a female likes to acquire goods. 
because we like things pretty. Of course, that's how all the marketing works because there is this fundamental principle or no, the fundamental concept that women likes to gather stuff. We are gatherer and males are hunter. Then um, from there, I... I don't know, sometimes I do occasionally succumb to it and I will feel slightly regretful and tell myself that, hey, not to succumb to this old patterns of shopping. Um, then, however, as our world evolves, there are also new bad patterns. I would say quote-unquote bad patterns form out of it. And this I refer to how the local e-commerce platforms has ballooned up. And we have, in Malaysia, we have Shopee, Lazada, and for the Western world, you have like Amazon or so other e-commerce platform that encourages consumerism in a way. Like, it's so easy to get goods right now. If you want like a cheap replacement parts from China and you can easily order it these days. And same goes to some, um, in Malaysia, we have Mr. DIY, which is like a convenience store that has everything in a very cheap price. And that, in a way, also, not to say encouraging, in a way, encouraging you to buy more because it's so affordable. And But it's but things has both good and bad. I think it really allows accessibility that you cannot assess or buy things easily, but at the same time, it just has like all these opposite values of minimalism, which sometimes I still subscribe to. So in a way that it is true, like being self-awareness and conscious about my buying habits, and I need to make adjustment from there. Then there are also new interests for me that come along the way then I would then acquire stuff. And sometimes I feel like, oh my god, is it not minimalist of me to have like all these interests to acquire stuff? And this area I was referring to like my interest in art. So when I got into calligraphy or watercolor or the more old lady kind of craft work like um, knitting or whatever, I would be acquiring more stuff that comes with it. But it does bring me joy. So that is the fine balance that you want would think about. And again, I really felt that only the person can judge whether he or she is a minimalist. So it doesn't mean that if I have like a box full of art stuff, I'm not a minimalist. Then um, I do agree that it gets tough for when you move homes because you do acquire stuff and sometimes if you stay too long in a place you, you accumulated stuff and you didn't go and declutter and look into it and it does get accumulated so that is also like the challenges of minimalism that you do need to revisit your areas from time to time then the second point of ch- um, challenges with minimalism is there will be judgment of being a minimalist and and it's just not the label of minimalist, like a lot of other labels that you subscribe to, let's say feminist, or even the more simple labels like you're married, um, you're in a relationship, that those labels has a certain judgment from people, either from people or for, from society. And I encounter experience where it comes out in conversation with friends that, oh, I do this. And then the remarks would be, oh, I thought you're a minimalist, you shouldn't be doing this. 
So the label, I would say, do not be too hung up about the minimalist label. And also do, don't take it personally when people commented that you're not a minimalist just because you're doing something. Because only you know your true needs and wants in life. And one thing I realize is preference is a want. So um, I think, let's say your essential right now is to get a car, but you wanted a fancier car because it's actually what you prefer as a want, and you also can afford it, and you actually like the aesthetic of the car. So preference itself from even on physical appearance is a legit want, and it's okay if you address it, and it doesn't mean that you're not a minimalism just because you have that. And I would actually have like, another episode down the road to debunk some of the myth of minimalism and of which luxury minimalism is something that I want to talk about as well. And I would say that there isn't a measure, like an official measure or a quantity measure to say whether you are a true minimalist or not. So it doesn't mean that a human should only have five pairs of shoes, two bags, one book. And that is minimalist. So there isn't such measure. So don't get too hung up about the label and the so-called requirement of being a minimalist. And sometimes there are also judgments from myself as well, asking whether I am a minimalist because the practice sometimes is stronger, the practice sometimes is looser. But again, I know that at the core or the foundation in me, minimalism is there. So that is something that I need to work on myself. Um, I have also seen some influences so YouTuber. They, of course, they create minimalism content because that's what they associated themselves with. And the comment section would go, oh, I thought you're a minimalist. How come you have like two wardrobes of clothes? So again, who are we to judge whether the person is a minimalist or not? Because, um, only that person would know like how many clothes the person needs because I believe that person is a work from home. And she was also a work-from-home mom. So that person probably still need that amount of clothes. Or that person just haven't come about to declutter. So again, it's a feeling that you wouldn't want to judge someone to say that, oh, I thought you're a minimalist, but you don't look like one. So who are we to judge and who am I to judge in a way? Then there are the last bit I learned about minimalism. I really felt everyone's minimalist journey is different. Everyone would come to a realization at some point that maybe I don't need this much material goods. And everyone's journey preferences are also different. And if you're a physical book reader, and Natasha and I had an episode on, I think episode three about reading, and we had an interesting part discussing about physical books and ebook. And just because you... If let's say you you resonate with the definition of minimalism or being a minimalist, you don't have to sell your books if you really appreciate having physical books. It is really to address your true needs and wants. And if your need is to read books and your want is you really like to have a shelf full of books, that is fine. And the upkeeping of it is not difficult. You is not causing issue or space in your home. That is fine. Um, second point is minimalism takes time and it's better if it takes time because it does really need time for you to get that habit synced in. 
and I actually use one whole year to declutter my makeup three times. I think from like 40 items, I declutter it to like 25 items to 15 items and eventually down to the six items. And it really takes time. I think if I dispose too much until the six item, I probably wouldn't learn. I wouldn't learn what I truly need. And I wouldn't learn which item I truly appreciate. So I thought it's it takes that amount of time so that you're able to learn what you truly need. That is also fine. And what I learned about minimalism is also there isn't an end to this journey. Because we are humans, our needs and wants would evolve as we move on to a different age, having different priorities. When you're married, your items will get doubled up. When you have kids, you naturally have toys and more and more toys for your kids. So your needs and wants will increase and you will constantly look into how to minimize or when the needs and wants reduces and that's where you get to minimize. So there's really no end state of being a minimalist. And this is something that I need to consciously remind myself. It's okay if my needs and wants change and I need to acquire more stuff to accommodate my needs and wants. Um, Don't care about criticism. Um, If, let's say, again, there are judgments from people saying that you are not a minimalist, um, have a thought about it, you reflect and you let it go. And that's also part of minimalism too. And this is probably a spiritual minimalism in a way that you don't hold on to things that don't matter to you. Then last bit I felt I've also learned a lot is you can have fun with minimalism. Like learning journey itself can be fun. Um, decluttered process can be fun. Checking out, um, checking out different events that talk about minimalism also can be very fun. You don't need to be overly extreme about it. Yep, and with that, we have come to the end of the episode. Um, minimalism has been life-changing for me, and this project in 2017 is still my personal favorite amongst all of my other other projects. I think I have fun with doing faith and doing art as well, but minimalism till now, hands down, is still my favorite. I think I made the most transformational change in me with minimalism. And also 2017 was the year that I had more time. I was younger. I had more energy to do a lot of work. Yeah, but yes, minimalism is still my favorite. And practicing minimalism is still a journey. I'm still a lot. Today, I don't really go out out there and declare myself as minimalist. But I do think that there are a lot of benefits from minimalism that I have picked up. And at the core, at my foundation, minimalism is still there. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to this episode and for spending time with me on the Emerald Project Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you are keeping up well. I always appreciate comments and feedback. And if you have a topic you would like me to talk about, or better still, be a guest in my podcast, do reach out to me. I'm on Instagram where my handle is at The Anna Project and my website is www.theannaproject.com. If you have not already, please follow me on Google Podcasts, 
Apple Podcasts, and Spotify channels for new episodes. See you next time. Bye. Thank you.